Welcome, welcome, welcome to part two of episode 500 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. It might surprise you to learn that it's taken me probably about 25 I'd say that's a rough, that's a that's a generous estimate. About 25 takes of that welcome, welcome, welcome intro. The reason being that Pip doesn't really have guest intros on the Distraction Pieces podcast, with good reason. But on this occasion, he um, he issued me the challenge of recording an outro for part one and an intro for part two of episode 500. And I wanted to make it perfect. And so, of course, I immediately went inside my head and uh, was trying to achieve perfection with every single take and every single time I said, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I think this is going to be the one. I'm committing to it. I'm going to settle on it. I will also say that I don't really know how Pip does these intros and outros every single week without a script. He might have notes, but I don't think he uses a script. This, yeah, it's really, really not as easy as it might sound, Uh, especially when this is probably the only time I'm going to intro the podcast. So, yeah, don't uh, don't imagine for a second that this took one take and uh, it was perfect. This is probably one of the tougher things I've done today uh, in a day of fairly tough things, I'd say. So, yeah, I I really hope you enjoy this uh, this part two. This is this is obviously the follow up to part one, which um, is just a it's a continuation of the the long chat that we had about the podcast and about the history, the process, everything involved. Much of the same, but with a few more nice details and treats and cool like behind the scenes, almost like director's commentary type stuff. Which should I think it should appeal to the long term and short term listeners alike. Obviously, the long-term listeners will have the benefit of, uh, you know, an extensive kind of back catalogue in their heads, perhaps. But I think for short-term listeners, it's great because you might have started on fairly recent episodes, perhaps. But this should give you some nice background on some of the really early episodes. And um, yeah, there's a lot that happened in in those those early days. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it really sort of brought to light how much, like, how long this journey's been. And um, I'll say this now as well. It's been an absolute honour to be a part of that journey. I keep saying it and I've probably said it loads in the podcast, certainly said it in the outro to part one, but I mean it. And um, because it's quite a rare treat for me as well to sort of speak my piece on the podcast, um, I'm trying to sort of make the most of it and just, yeah, try and sort of give some flowers while I can and while I have the opportunity to. So thank you so much to Scroobus Pip. I'm forever indebted to him for um, uh, having me be a part of the Distraction Pieces podcast family and um, shout outs to everyone involved, past and present and future. Also, yeah, of course, to you, the listener, you are obviously an absolutely integral crucial part element of the podcast for without you the circuit is not complete your importance in this whole process cannot be uh, spoken about highly enough um, so thanks absolutely from the bottom of my heart thank you so much this podcast is brought to you as ever by speech development records i include links on every episode for like most of Pip's extracurricular activities and curricular activities. So 
that website is always linked at the bottom of the show description. So have a look there. If um, if Pip brings up anything like this, just have a look on the notes because I'll always try and link to it. So you'll find your way there from the links, of course, and um, sort of, you know, Pip's IMDB and all the, the acting bits and pieces that he's been involved in from there. So I think what we're going to do now is um, we're going to drop the theme tune and then we're going to come back in to just after I had a quick little timeout and um, continue with the podcast. As always, I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. You'll hear from me, well, you'll hear from me in a second, but yeah, hopefully we'll do another one of these at some point. So with all my love and thank yous and gratitude and appreciation, let us continue. This is part two of episode 500 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Scroobius Pip and Buddy Peace. Shall I go? For, uh, no, actually, I'll pick another another one off my list. I've got again because I've got loads of actors. I know, like the first one was Stephen Graham was a really good one mm. that that really got really deeper than we expected. Number eighty seven. That was got both the episodes with Michaela Cole were really good. Yep, yep. Um, but one that jumps out to me that maybe gets overlooked a bit is the episode with Sophia Batella. Um, yes. Because I recorded that while I was out in LA. And again, it was just one of my favourites. Her story of where she's grown up and where she's come from to then what career she found herself doing to then her choice to just stop that really successful career as a dancer for Madonna. Yeah, that was it. And yeah, go, yeah. I want to move into acting. Yeah. And then just didn't get an acting gig for like a year or two. Yeah. But was just like, no, this is what I want to do to, to, to then be in this huge star mm. in, in huge things. That was a really, and it's one, that and the Stephen Graham one are ones that, again, have impacted me in my real life a lot. Like when I've had periods of 12 months, 18 months of not booking a single gig, I've got to look at. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people know that's how it goes. Like if you're yeah. if you're acting, you know, there are some some people you see turn up in a lot of things at one time and they yeah. that might have been filmed over three years, but suddenly you're over seeing years, them all yeah. bunched together. In that time and after that time, they might not be working for really long stretches. Well, and, that's the maddest yeah. thing about this industry. And to have people who, I like them as humans in Stephen Graham and and, and Sophia. Yeah. I think they're both amazing. I, I consider them both f- friends now. But I'm also a huge fan of their work, of them as artists. So to have people yeah. like that, that I can have had those direct stories from, it makes it a lot easier if, I've, if I'm having that period of thinking, I've not booked a gig in a year, am I shit? I can literally <laughs> yeah. sit there and go, well, no, Stephen Graham ain't shit. Uh, or Sophia Batella ain't shit. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yes. And they both jumped out. Yeah. And that was a mad one. I remember I recorded that in Sophia's apartment in LA at the time. And it was another one where I'd like flown my gear out with me. I, I was there for acting meetings. Oh, you took all your stuff out with you as well? I took all my ah, stuff out with me. So nice. I was really, again, just keen to get back to my Airbnb and make sure it all recorded. Because yeah, yeah. particularly with uh, Sophia, Stephen I'd worked with before, so I knew that we were tight. Sophia I'd only ever chatted to 
like over over messages. This is like a, a big deal as well. I mean, yeah, it, it's like a sort of the killer Mike and, thing. Like, but then just yeah. as said how much she welcomed me in, and then how open and honest she was yeah. about a mad life. It was a really it was a really special one. And again, I think it's one. As I said, I've tried to pick the ones that don't get brought up all the time, and that's that's definitely one on the list that yeah I think was astounding on her part. Yeah, I mean, on a similar tip, I mean, well, you know, going back to rap music and musicians, mm-hmm. the the Jean Grey episode, I, I loved that yeah. so much because she, she. Well, that was maybe oh. on the same trip, right? Because I did LA and then New York oh, on the way back, that, that's so that possible. might have been on the same trip. Yeah, let me see. I've got my notes. So that was November twenty seventeen. Jean Grey mm. was. Yeah. 177. It feels like it might have been. And that was a great one as well for all the same reasons. Because yeah. me and Jean had chatted a load over DMs and all that, but yeah. n- had never met in person. And then we sat down in my hotel room in New York a couple of hours earlier. I'd gone and met up with Stephen Graham, who was out oh, there right. filming The Irishman. And we didn't know that we were both in New York. He'd just posted a picture oh, wow. in a group chat room in, in the morning. And I saw the New York skyline. I was like... I reached out, I was like, where are you, dude? <laughs> and it was just the most perfect timing because he was having a massive imposter syndrome moment because he was about to have his first day on with De Niro and Pacino oh, and Joe Pesci. Oh, and we God. had this big chat and I kind of fired him up and then I went back to my hotel, nervously waited for Gene to, to, to turn up in reception <laughs> and then brought her up. And that's always a weird thing. Mm. Another one I've noted is, is, is Florence Pugh. Yeah. And it's a weird, a weirdly s- s- sexist thing, or just an awareness of men. But basically, when you're meeting a woman for the first time to interview them, and you're interviewing them in a hotel room, mm. I proper overcompensate to go, "I'm not a threat. This isn't weird. This isn't strange." And yeah. Florence Pure, in particular, like I've still g- got the picture sh- 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 she took because. That one happened to be the dingiest hotel room in the world. Oh, it was it was a weird one. I, I couldn't get any studio space in London for when she was available. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've got all the kits. So I'll just book any hotel room I can find that's like four star or something. Yeah. And I'll set up in there. And this place was shit. And she was, because she's just a legend, has been on a couple of times yeah, yeah, now, yeah. cracked up. She was like, mate... <laughs> We've met for the first time. I need to take a picture of you because there was like one l- lamp in there, and the I think the way I the building that. was, yeah. the curtains were looking out to an alleyway which had no no <laughs> light in it at that point. So it was just this dark, scary room. Oh. And that again, that and the Jean ones both stand out because I was meeting these people who I've chatted to loads. Yeah. But again, I've got huge respect for. But also, <laughs> as the last episode of this drunk cast will show you. Men can be f- fucking shit, yeah. and they're both from industries where that's, oh, that's prevalent. That, yeah, the rap industry yeah. and the acting industry Completely. are prevalent for abuse, uncomfortableness, entitlement, all sorts of horrible stuff. So, and just like that wild, like gaslighting thing of like, wait, what are you talking about? No, I, I wasn't yeah. doing anything like that. It's yeah, like exactly. you fucking know what you were doing, dude. Like, and yeah, then those yeah. two bits of information make those interviews all the more astounding because mm. both of those. People and Jean, I believe, is non has has realised their non-binary status now. Oh, okay, um, right. so I, I believe. Yeah, I just realised that as I've re- I've referred to meeting I, w- w- women in a and hotel, I'm, and I'm but, always saying um, like he and she, and it, I, 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 yeah, fully, fully acknowledge that this isn't what I'm saying. Isn't always 
the preferred yeah of of course pronouns. of course but i said uh, i apologize for that those those two conversations with those two amazing humans are so relaxed and so open and so honest yeah and get deep really quickly as I was well. Say like the honest the, for people yeah. that we've literally just met yeah. for the first time face to face. You would not be able to tell that I was going down to reception thinking, "I hope this doesn't come across as uncomfortable," because they're they're the least uncomfortable conversations. And but I mean, I, yeah. I guess you've got a shorthand with Jean Grey in that there's a sort of the the rap knowledge. There's the you're a fan of Jean's work. Kids, yeah, exactly. And and like, well, that's. I mean, I I keep going off on tangents and jumping on your your sentences, but just it. I'll get it in now because I want to mention it. The Mary J Blige interview yes. is one that I always reference as massively overlooked, and the breakthrough in that, yeah. as I've said before, the first half of it, <laughs> it's such a junket, um, a press junket yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. It's such a junket interview, and the breakthrough is when we get onto rap. Yeah. And I'd consciously decided I need to flex a little bit <laughs> to let Mary J. Blige <laughs> know that I know my shit. Yeah. And then we relax and have this mad conversation. And that's it. Exactly the same with Gene. It was like yeah. we had those points of reference. I'd say more with jazz than with with hip hop. Okay. Because of her mum being a jazz a singer, oh, cool. yeah, Safama yeah. B. Benjamin, right. um, and having an amazing version of Lush Life. And Lush Life is my favourite yeah. song of all time. The Johnny Hartman version is my favourite, but Safama B. Benjamin's version is my second ah. favourite. It's then Nat King Cole. Well, I've got a whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a bit of a connection there. So it was, it was the kind of, right, we can talk about rap, that's cool, but also we can go anywhere. Yeah. And I think that really re- relaxed Gene. That I was like, this... Because she's probably talked to a shitload of rap heads, yeah, yeah, and not been able to go anywhere else in the conversation. So yeah, well, that no, was well the... what you've done then, yeah, I mean, you've you've just basically like removed the velvet rope from another section yeah, of conversation, yeah. and it's like it's good, yeah, yeah. It's good. Oh, oh, we can we go can, anywhere, okay. feel comfortable, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that and that's that's like the the pathway to a really nice interview because. I guess, well, no, actually, well, here's a question for you. How do you set the ground and the foundation for a good productive chat that where you feel like you've come out of it? Like, we both did really good there. Yeah, well, it's been different since interviewing people I don't know. Yeah. And again, like, I've got to shout out the Eddie Izzard and the Michael Fassbender episodes for that because they were the first two times I got an hour on a press junket. And in general, mm. I'd get offered press junkets. I'd say, I need an hour. They'd say, you can have 20 minutes. I'd say, no, I'm good, Yeah, you just, you'd just refuse them, wouldn't you? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I turned down loads. But the Eddie and Michael Fassbender ones, both of those guys went away saying that it was their favourite interview that they'd done of that junket. And that has meant I've got so many people over the years. Mm. So, yeah. But the difference is... And it's really weird. I heard heard something recently that this is a common trait in neurodivergent people. And on the Blind Boy podcast, I think I found out that stammering comes under neurodivergence. So it's natural that I've got other neurodivergent traits. But one thing I'll always try and do is find a story that I've got that is similar to something that they've experienced. And I'll try and get that in early. And apparently, again reading about this neurodivergent thing is neurodivergent people often get misinterpreted as if they're trying to one-up people or trying to say, oh, you did that, cool. Well, here's my story. Let's make it about me. What I found in the interviews and the reason I've done that is it gives us instantly 
it it lets them know that they're talking to someone that they can relate to rather than just an interviewer. The Kano episode is my best example of yeah. that. Kano, early on, I got in some kind of reference to either Getz or one of the other mutual friends we've got. Yeah. And then Kano gave, in my opinion, the best interview he's ever given because he proper just re- relaxed and yeah. talked to me. It wasn't... Kano gets interviewed a lot by people like The Guardian and shit like that and it feels like they're on a a fucking ghetto safari yeah. and they're talking to one of these kids off the street yeah. and going, oh, your rhymes are very interesting and all this. It's like, I, fuck I've, you, I've mate. I've been sensing that, I mean, since I was like 13 years old buying yeah. hip-hop magazines and stuff. Like, I yeah. can feel it. Like It's posh white dudes yeah. going, let's talk to the rapper. Oh, it's very interesting. And it's like, no. So, yeah. the I said, I bring Kano up because that was a prime example that early on I got, I can't even remember what it was, but I'll, Normally, I'll try and find something that I can say, even if it's just a mutual f- f- friend. I think it was something about, wasn't it about like a studio recording or there was or something? I yeah, mean, maybe I, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I mean, I, I haven't got like a yeah. total recall memory, yeah. but yeah, me neither. So, like said, that. So, so, but that is part of the prep. Mm. It's, those conversations never happen to come up. I've always tried to make sure we get somewhere where I can bring that up naturally. Yeah. And then we're off and running. And and that's partly, I guess, because of the Mary J. Blige run, because Mary would have been early days of getting press junkets. Again, mm. up until then, I hadn't done many. And the fact that, that the first half of that, it's fine, but it's dry. It's not distraction pieces. It's, here's my question, here's your answer. Here's my next question, here's your answer. Yeah. So th- that was the breakthrough. And again, it meant that, I, that we got relaxed enough for, for me to ask Mary about R. Kelly. Because yeah, that comes up. R. Kelly end, featuring it? on Mary J. Blige was yeah. one of the early breaks that R. Kelly got, and it was at the time that R. Kelly was rightfully under the microscope for a lot of shit. Yeah. And I wouldn't have, but I was, I was genuinely physically shaken as I asked that question because wow. I was ready for the PR people in the room to sh- sh- shut it down, yeah. or for Mary to. And I was really careful to make it clear that. Mary J. Blige does not have to answer for R. Kelly. No, no, no. no. Do you know no. what I mean? I'm not putting this on you. It's your responsibility. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up, as the fact has said, he got his first big break featuring on a Mary J. Blige track. Yeah. So how... And she's in an industry, as we've touched upon, that has a lot of abuse. Yeah, it has yeah, a lot yeah. of bullshit. So being a woman in that industry must have been tough. And then to get to the authoritative status that she has in that industry must have been tough. So I wanted to kind of bring that up and... Yeah, I got to, and she answered it beautifully. At first, she walked away from it and kind of said, like, well, you know, kind of a move on type Mm. thing. But then she circled back and said that what I will say is, in any of these industries, you earn a position of power, and what you do with that position of power is really important because that position of power can be a blessing to you and to everyone around you, or it can be the exact opposite kind of thing. And it was like... Yo, yeah, yeah, it's fucking, it's amazing. And Mary's just an icon. Like the, that's one of the ones that I got it confirmed and was just like, this isn't going to happen, is it? Like literally until until I was walking through the door, I was like, I'm not really sitting down with Mary J. Blige, am I? Yeah, that was a mad one. But I, I understand, like how, like you, you would have wanted. I bet all the time you were talking about Umbrella Academy, you were like get to the biggie thing, get to the biggie thing. And then mm-hmm, it's like... Mm-hmm. Exactly because, that, exactly. Because you you could just have that conversation is just like, hi, I'm um, Scroobius Pip. Yes, I know I've got a bit of a funny name. I'm a journalist from the uh, Pip <laughs> yeah. Film Review podcast. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. just be some... You know, I mean, not again. I, I keep, I keep sort of 
going back on what I'm saying, but like, uh, not to belittle somebody who is doing that, but you yeah, could yeah. just be somebody who's there to interview her about Umbrella Academy. But and they're doing ten of them a yeah, day, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or yeah. more than that. So it's to, it's to, the the point of distraction pieces in that yeah. situation has always been to get the Fassbender or Eddie Izzard reaction where they're like, that was the best thing I've done today because it wasn't just the same question and the same... Yeah, but you, know. you kind of, you do want to flex a bit because you, you. Yeah. I mean, I used to do this when I like, when I was playing at you know, hip-hop shows and things like that. Like, I had, I'd have my mini-disc recorder and I'd go up to people like, um, now it's all like the Anticons, weird hip-hop nights and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And, or, or anywhere I was at and just, are they there? No one's talking to them. I've got my mini-disc recorder. I'd go up and chat to them and I'd, I'd have something oh, ready wow. to talk about that they'd be like huh you're some yeah. dude from the UK you, how do you know this thing and then I'd want well, them it, to man. remember me <laughs> it's such a that's it weird I thing, completely but... feel you on that because as you will have heard as well and be the first to hear it every time the genuine shock anytime it turns out any of the guests are a fan of my stuff yeah. or know who I am like it happens every now and then and I, because when I'm in podcast mode and in acting mode, yeah. I forget I did music. Or just in general, because music was a while ago now, I forget I did, did music. Yeah, so when yeah. someone brings it up, it's fucking hugely flattering. But, but also, there are points where I'm like, I want this, this motherfucker to know who I am. <laughs> you know, as, as you say, to flex a little bit, to kind of go... Look, this is this is you know we're we're on a level. Yeah. We can have this. I mean, I'm, conversation rather than interview, as I keep saying. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I read this. There's a thing. Oh, I, there was a period where I was obsessed with Tom Waits, and I remember reading a thing where he mm-hmm. said like, sometimes you have to show people you're you're a bit of a virtuoso. Like you've got to just show them a yeah. give them a hint of something. And so like yeah, I, I mean, I used to do it if I was sound checking somewhere or like I was sort of. Right, go your buddy, can we get a, uh, just a turntable check? And I do like this sort of like, yeah, okay, do what, do what, do what. And I do this little like fancy scratch yeah. routine. So it's just like, eh? yeah, that, that, well, that, that, that's, that's what you tell you. I tell <laughs> you he's good at that. Stu Whiffin is a master of that. Oh, yeah. Off the beaten track, he's so good at flexing a bit, but not over overselling it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a guest will mention a certain s- s- single or something and they'll be like, do you know that? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then they'll move on. And then when they come back to it, Stu will end up being... And of course, the B-side for that was this. Yeah, and he'll know everything yeah. about it. And he said yes in a way that makes you think, you probably don't know it, mm-hmm, but you're just mm-hmm. nodding along. Yeah. But it'll, yeah, exactly. He'll just give enough. And then if you push him on yeah. it, he'll be able back to give you the B-side, yeah. the artwork, everything. He'll be like, no, yeah, I know my shit. Yeah, yeah He's a master of that. Or let's go through a few more questions because we've got... Or, 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 or comments mm. because we've got a load yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't think we're going to get through all and of them. But, so... Boo in a Bottle said, I loved your multiple chats with Frankie Boyle. Made me appreciate what a considered and interesting man he has mm. behind the the bluster. And that's a great example. I think some of my favourite episodes are when people tune in and go, they're not who I thought they mm-hmm. were. Um, and he's a prime example mm. of that. Um, I also really enjoyed the chats with Stephen Graham. Basically, the the best British actor, whatever role he acts. He's in. a spiritual godfather of the podcast. Like, yeah, the amount of times he comes up through you or yeah. other people, and I'm not saying you bring him yeah. up too much. I'm just saying yeah. that yeah, he no. deservedly, Clearly. like, he should be yeah. a co-producer. Of Everyone the looks up to him, hundred <laughs> percent. I also genuinely appreciate that, although you get some guests on more than once, you, you seem to endeavour to try to speak as many people as possible. The Benedict one wrong episode was an unexpected joy, and that's a good. That's kind of a, a a good point that we've not discussed. I do try to not get that many repeat 
guests on, unless it's someone I feel really tight with and feel that we can have, or we've got a lot more to say, mm. I won't go there because it is, yeah, the repetition thing can get a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit boring. Size thirteen, I said, I can't remember the episode number, but the one where you had guests on talking about this, this stammers. Mm. Um, as somebody stammers, I found that I found myself nodding along and totally relating to their stories. Yeah, I, I was. I think that would be interesting to, oh, we just heard from somebody, but like hearing what people who have a stammer thought of that episode and like whether that's mm. like, do you feel seen? Do you feel like that represents what you, how you feel about having a stammer sort of thing? Or yeah, yeah like how, like what they get from it. I don't, he says the killer Mike episode sticks in my head. The guy can speak like no one else manages, 100%. Doody Gruff said, still Liam Howlett from The Prodigy. You were part of a perfect day for me. And that's a great one. The two-parter I got to do with uh, with Liam, yeah. that was another one that I came out thinking, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. that was strong. Because again, he doesn't do that many interviews and he is a pal. So it was one of them that it just felt, some of the stuff we talked about, it felt like he's never talked about. Yeah. It then became a bit of sweet one because he talked about his friendship w- with Keith and how they of came course. up and Keith died shortly after that. And me and Liam have said for a while, we want to do another one. But I also said to him, I was like, I don't want to do it too soon after Keith dying because I don't want it to feel like we're, I, I'm jumping mm. on that. But he knows as well that suicide is a subject that comes up a lot in the podcast mm-hmm. because of things I've been through. And I was like, this is this would be a good platform to have that conversation because we've both had mates yeah. and we've both gone through the period of anger at your mate, the period of sadness, the period of understanding... All, all of these different things. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll do that at some point. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, Long B- B- Blondo says, so many, the Frank Turner one has always been a top-tier guest and all his crew. And then I'm, I'm going to speed through a few more just to, because it's often stuff that we've already mm. talked about. Yeah, do the vocal, yeah. Scandy Andy, the Gail Porter one's astounding and the drunk cast and it got him into Acceptable in the 80s. I need to <laughs> apologise for that. Um, <laughs> as Williams... Noisy, quiet villains is the goat. I was happy to see the seatbelt story return on the latest drunk cast. The drunk casts during the lockdown were such a blessing for me because I was reluctant to do interviews over Zoom at first because I thought we're not going to be properly relaxed. I thought the drunk cast is always people I know and and we could have guests like Ramesh and Brett back on, James Acaster and Ed Gamble, but... It made me so happy that the star of that particular drunk cast with international legend R- R- Ramesh Ranganathan <laughs> and multi-award winning actor Brett Goldstein, yeah. the star of that was Chris's mum walking in a little bit confused and telling him to be quiet just after he said, <laughs> I can get real dark sometimes. Um, oh, I forgot. I, I didn't know that's where you were going with that. I totally forgot. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, a young Brett Goldstein back in 2015 has been f- flagged. Yeah. The awkward start around p- p- pronouncing Sarah Pascoe's name. Sarah Pascoe's, both of Sarah Pascoe's appearances are amazing. Simon Pegg gets a mention here, both of his are great. Tim Key's appearances. Mm. Now, the most recent Tim Key appearance, I was really worried about because Tim Key is my favourite guest to listen to on podcasts. Mm. Like, I can just laugh at Tim for hours on end. Um, I think he's amazing. 
So, so, so I tried to do something weird with this most recent one yeah. where essentially I'm going through and we're having a look back at previous podcasts he's appeared on and kind of analysing it. And I was worried at the end if I'd killed the vibe or it hadn't worked. But thankfully, <laughs> I got a load of feedbacks saying people really enjoyed it and it was I great. But I... that was one that I remember yeah. thinking, this is going to be hilarious. And then getting 45 minutes in and thinking... I'm still on the same bit, essentially. <laughs> I'm still doing the same joke, but... But yeah. I haven't heard that done on a podcast, I don't think. Like, running yeah. through somebody else's podcast appearances. <laughs> it's like... Oh, it's a perfect one, because I think yeah. I wrote about him as a guest in the pod Bible. Yeah. So I'd listen... And I'd listen to everything he's on. I think he's great. Yeah. Hey, Audrey Kay says, the moment Caitlin Diva revealed who her dad is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's one that is a highlight in recent episodes. And again, I think... Caitlin was another one who really spoke me up to the PR team afterwards. Oh, cool. and they was, like, I, I did another podcast with someone else. It was the same PR team. And before we, we got going, they were like, just want to let you know, Caitlin was speaking about that episode for the rest of that oh, thing, nice. about how well it went. And that that's the epitome of distraction pieces because yeah. I'd asked her a question and she casually mentions... And at that point, my dad was the voice of Barney. So we were going in and out of this place a lot. And then tells quite a long story. And I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, she just said her dad was the voice of Barney. I think she means Barney the dinosaur. It's got to be. So she tells this whole story. And then I'm like, that's amazing. Just quickly, did you just say your dad was the voice of Barney the dinosaur? And then again, we had this amazing conversation. And for her, yeah, it is something that's so normal because that had been her whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But not, not yeah, to, not it was to just, young Pip. <laughs> so, so, so many other interviewers, I think, would have had to just move on to the next yeah, thing. And I had like, to yeah, 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 yeah. find a way to be polite. Barney, let's go back to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. To be polite still, because she had told a dope story, yeah. but they'd also go, we need to discuss this more. Um <laughs> That's lovely. A proper, That's genuine a pro- as well. A proper mental health podcast, which is another really good podcast. I often think of the Kathy Burke episode where she asked you to change her clock, which is a great moment. I was oh, in yeah. her house and she got me to change her clock for her because it was it had stuck. Oh no, the clocks had gone back, but it was high up and she's short and I'm tall. So I got her clock down, I put it forward an hour and popped it back up. Was that on the... The episode? Yeah, yeah, it's in the episode. You were clearly enjoying the conversation and thinking, oh my God, it's Kathy Burke. And she was just thinking, oh, there's a tall bloke in my house. What tall people's jobs do I need doing? <laughs> um, it was a, a really sw- sweet moment. It's always stayed with me. And I completely agree on that. And Kathy Burke was another one that I chatted to a bit on socials, but it's fucking Kathy Burke, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. She's a legend. And she was literally, I arranged it all directly with her and she's like, here's my address, come round. Uh, uh, I've got I've got some spare time. We, we set it up in a, a kitchen table and we just chatted and she was yeah. amazing. But it was so normal and human. And me and Whiffin actually were doing Pod Bible stuff a few months later and we saw Paul Whitehouse walking along the street mm. and Whiffing said, I've got to go and say hello. <laughs> so I stayed on my side of the road and walked along a bit. Stu went and said hello and then someone went, don't get excited about him, he's a fucking cunt. <laughs> and he looked around and it was Kathy Burke, Burke just happened to be walking down the street as well. So then Stu was like, oh my God. And then I was like, <laughs> <What'd you do? laughs> all right, Kathy. And she was like, kind of look for a second and went, Pip, all right. And it was just the oh weirdest moment. Just She must have thought I just happened to be yeah. there. She happened to be there. Paul Whitehouse, it was just, yeah. <laughs> the maddest crossover oh, of, 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 of people that were just, yeah, yes. amazing. They, that, that was so good as well. I had a little flick through that because 
I was like, I, I kind of forgot that that one took place. And it was, yeah, yeah I mean, she's just, yeah, she's a treasure. Like she, she's... And she's become more and more like icon yeah. levels since then. There's been a few shows that she's hosted that people are just like, she's amazing. Yeah. So that was a real, a great one to have her on yeah. and talk about all her, her directing and her, her theatre stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Baldy Comics says there's been so many great episodes. Two standouts have been the Blind Boy Boat Club episode, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll say, I'll read the whole thing and then I'll go mm. back. The Blind Boy Boat Club episode and the Lucy Pinder episode, both of which showed me I had prejudices I didn't even realise I had until I heard them talk and realised what interesting, intelligent and intricate characters they both are. I'm now a huge fan of the Blind Boy podcast. And they're two great examples because that first Blind Boy chat, I always forget how good that was. Because yeah. when we did a kind of, an end of year roundup in in 2020. It was a two-parter and that was astounding. And I remember that so clearly as one of the best episodes ever. And I forget that that first one was amazing because people thought of Blind Boy as this guy with a plastic bag on his head. And then he talked about art and politics and music and science just so much. He's such an intelligent dude. And and Lucy Pinder as well. The reason I wanted Lucy on was we'd chatted a bit and I was like, she's so intelligent and articulate and grounded and normal. And she's, if anything, the the, the literal poster girl of that Lads Mag era right. where you, they're all portrayed as bimbos or whatever else. Yeah. And I was like, Lucy, and yeah, again, another one that I think people probably chewed again. Oh, he's got Lucy Pinder on. <laughs> and then it's just this... Yeah, yeah, and then they tune human. out because it's too interesting. Ah, uh, it wasn't what yeah, I signed yeah, up for. <laughs> exactly. And they've both got amazing podcasts. The Blind Boy podcast is probably, I think, one of the greatest gifts to podcasting. What Blind Boy does with that, yeah. audibly and just with the way he writes them and and does them, it's just astounding. And Smashing Sundays. Yeah, amazing. oh, annoying. Yeah, that, that's one I haven't listened. I mean, shit, the, the good, list of podcasts that I've got to listen yeah. to is Tell me about insane. it, mate. But... I guess I can speak about the Blind Boy podcast in that um, I didn't know about him or Rubber Bandits before you spoke to him. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, it, that was a revelation because when I, I had to listen to some of the, the songs and because I didn't know him and I didn't get what they were getting at, it's a bit like a sort of a random listener tuning into Drunkcast for the first time. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I... I don't know What's if this going is on my, here? my jam, but um, yeah. yeah, and then and then I realised so with the podcast what he was getting at and like what his episodes were doing, and I was like, oh, this might be the best podcast out there. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and then, it takes a few, it takes a few listens. Yeah. His 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 podcast. I had exactly that. Even as a fan of him, I listened to the first one. I thought, oh, that was amazing, and then I listened to a couple more, and I thought, yeah, I get the idea. And I didn't listen for ages, yeah. and then I came back on a particular episode, and it's given me. Some of the best listening moments, yeah, of all the podcasts. Yeah. It's astounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really astounding. Yeah, good shit. Um, so James Murr said the Greenpeace episode absolutely blew me away. Not what I was expecting at all. That's one that I'd forgotten about completely, but really loved. It was a two-parter, and it was really good. Aggie P Boone. Apologies if I've got that wrong. I enjoyed the Dan Sack episode. Yep, Dan's been on a couple of times now. Really good chats. I've listened to a Carla's one a few times, as well as Frankie Ball and Stuart Lee. But the drunk casts where you're playing the Who Am I game and Chris has no idea, keeps having to clarify if it's a man or a woman, and then from nowhere gets it right with Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> it's the peak of the show. Yep, I agree. Cl- cl- classic Chris moments. Mesogar, who's got an amazing podcast themselves, one that stuck in my mind 
were one were when you occasionally had interesting yet unknown guests. It made me I want to do do likewise with, with my own pog. You had a young guy manager f- from the, the cinema. You'd done your film club. Out. Yeah, it's a great one. Paul Vickery from the Prince Charles Cinema. That's a really good episode. That's absolutely forgotten. He was properly passionate about film and his approach to his job. That's a great shout. Um, Ayatollah Rock and Roller says the one with Master H. And I don't know who that is. So I don't know who that is. And, and Buddy's r- r- returning. Here he is. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm going to read two here because it leads us in the in the same direction. <clears throat> Georgie Scriven said, "Too many great guests to mention, but Joe Gilgan was a personal favourite. I also really love getting to ch- chat with you, Pip, on the on the one on one Patreon or the Patreon gang get-togethers. That meant a lot, especially after the COVID years and lack of con- con- connection. And then Martina also said they have all been good, but J- Joe Gilgan f- for me was amazing." And that's a great episode. I didn't have that on my, on my list, but yeah. it's easily one of my favourite because the both of us talking about our respective boundaries and restrictions in the acting industry, him speaking really openly about all his mental health issues mm. and me speaking about my stammer, that was a cracking one. That was really a special one. Yeah, I remember the connection on that. And then it's funny because like, you you hear it one week and then you you can feel the effect of it through episodes that follow afterwards. Like you yeah. sort of, you might refer back to it in the intros and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like yeah, feel like that went on for a, about four episodes afterwards. He was still feeling yeah. the resonances from it. It yeah. was a special one, man, and he's a special d- dude. So again, he's another one that podcasts are the right platform for Joe Gilgan to express himself. Mm. Joe Gilgan isn't a quick soundbite. Here's my anecdote on on Graham Norton <laughs> or whatever else type guy. Yeah. He ain't. He just ain't. But me and him's sitting down in a kitchen and chatting for ninety minutes or whatever was an absolute treasure. When you're talking to actors and people involved in for film and TV and things like that, like what, like do you put yourself in a different sort of headspace before you talk to people? Like, is there anything you're personally trying to get out of the conversation or like? How does it feel compared to other sort of other guests that you might have on? Because you're you're sort of that's your current main kind of yeah profession, Jen, isn't it? It, so. it? it all comes back to excitement, and yeah. I'm always just trying to get the most out of the conversation and the most out of the time I've got with them because it's exciting, man. And as again, another one that's a good journey here, but kind of for me. The first conversation with Paddy Considine mm. and the recent conversation with Paddy Considine, because it was the first conversation with Paddy that was in part responsible f- for me moving into acting mm. and making the jump. It was talking to Paddy and talking t- to Riz Ahmed are the two people that kind of gave me that kick. And then there's been all these years in between. So to sit down with Paddy again yeah. and see where his views have changed and where he is in his career was, yeah, yeah that was yeah, a dope yeah. one. yeah. I think yeah, I remember listening to the first one, and it's like yeah, I think that was there was a few early on that were like oh yeah, this this is this is going to be a podcast I'm going to listen to forever. I think because I'd obviously I listened to your music, and then like listening to this was a pretty different experience because like I listened to so many podcasts, but I've only, I'd only listened mm. to like three of your albums, like because you'd only yeah. done like a, a few, yeah, yeah, those yeah, yeah, three yeah, or four. Of course, of course. But, um, yeah, it was sort of like getting reintroduced to you as a as an artist and as a kind of 
as a creator kind of thing. Yeah, completely. It was a new ground for for you and for for me as a listener. That's kind of a perfect place to start to wrap things up. And if you've got any more specific things, I'm up for them. Mm. But one of the things I thought had to be mentioned was me mum and dad, because they both came on the podcast and you mentioned me doing music and whatnot. And I've said this before, but I always wanted to write a song about my parents' divorce and I couldn't, Mm. couldn't make anything work. And the realisation that I was doing it in the wrong medium was huge Mm. for me. Because when I sat them down separately and we talked about exactly that, we talked about divorce. And the episode, the Mother's Day episode with my mum, where me and my mum just talked about memories of her mum. They're two of my favourite moments with my mum and with my dad, let alone of the podcast. You know, the fact is, in real life, they're two of my favourite memories I have with my parents. I remember hearing it. and That's a gift, man. That's a gift to have got yeah. to do that as a thing like I've, that's yeah that will stick with me yeah. and I'll be able to listen back in years to come that's fucking th- that's that's oh. when when it, when I heard those ones I was like this is what I need to do now I need to go and record something mm. with my mum and like yeah. I mean yeah you know if my dad's available for it or whatever but like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, these are the this is really important like to to get yeah. those sort of first-hand memories and recollections and experiences and stuff like and treat your family members the closest family member you have as a guest or something like change yeah. change the perspective well you talk to them in a different yeah. way you talk to them in a different way because you're in interviewer mode i found stuff out about my mum that i never knew yeah. and obviously i've known her my whole life yeah so yeah. it was just mad to sit down and have this conversation and be like shit i didn't know any of that yeah, you know, no, it's really, really Love valuable. Like, and and I mean, anyone can do it as well. That's the thing. It's like you don't have to yeah. be a podcaster who's had ten years in the game. You could. You don't have to release them. No, you don't have to do. You can all be just for the 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 archive. Absolutely, the vault. yeah. But but the, speaking of that, then as you know, buddy, I love doing these. I love firing them off to you, and I don't. I think you know. I never sit there with much ego over any of these. If I, if I'm excited, mm. I'll message you saying this is a fucking dope episode. Yeah. But you know that's because the guest is dope. It's it's never really, I think, oh, I've really performed well here. Yeah, yeah. I did really well on this, buddy. You're going to love it. Yeah. There's there's one area of the podcast that I genuinely believe, and get ready for this ego of a sentence, I believe it deserves awards. And it's what we did, because you were a big part of this, with the Where's Your Head At series. Because you spoke about a time capsule of a moment, and it instantly made me think of speaking yeah. to, to Lola, yeah, my goddaughter, yeah, yeah. when she was ten, just coming out of the pandemic. I wanted to, I wanted but to speaking to Stevie too. Graham about his daughter getting COVID and him him crying because he felt powerless, mm. and all of those conversations. If you didn't catch it, it was a, a little series. It was over the month of May, and it was each episode was three, maybe four guests. Mm-hmm one after another, so, so shorter conversations, but just talking about where their heads are as we come out of lockdowns and go back into, you know, a potentially kind of an open world. And I thought, again, it's not... No, actually, in, in this instance, I will blow my trumpet and I will bl- 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 blow your trumpet because that was one that we did put together and it was yeah. kind of a thing that I spoke to you about it in advance. I was like, look, here's what I'm thinking we kind of want to weave it as this series of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more 
more of a programme than just a conversation as the rest of the episodes are. But, uh, like the rest yeah. of the episodes, I record the conversation, I then at a later date, I send you an intro and an outro. But also, like, there, it, whereas this was... like my role in it is as well is to sort of, if you have ideas that are wild and yeah. crazy, let's say, like, it's it's my job to then say, yeah, absolutely, we can totally do that. I mean, because it, I mean, yeah. it wasn't that outlandish either. It wasn't like, well, we're going to weave together this narrative and like piece the... No, 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 and, no. And, and, like was, sound design it. And here's like, some chats, like, but yeah. yeah. But it's all within my skill set. And like, if, the more I mm. can do as a producer, the more then you can sort of start, well, what if we can do that? Then maybe we can do this. And so it just opens everything up. And so then like you've got more options and then I can allow those options to be realized yeah. as audio and then yeah and then you can just if something springs to mind you haven't got to think oh but we can't do that it's like we you can you can have an idea and then think oh just throw it to buddy and then we'll do it so so yeah, yeah that, that was yeah. really it was it was it was just it was beautiful to listen to and also to like when it was all put together it was like yeah that's finished that did what it had to do and i got loads from it i know you definitely got loads from it and i think the yeah. guests got loads yeah. from it too and the listeners yeah. and it's it's just this huge like communal sort of feedback loop of awesomeness that everyone gets. Yeah, man. And it's one of those those things. I'm not that big on going back and re-listening to episodes of podcasts other than Tim Key episodes. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm just joking now, but genuinely, there's a few I keep on my phone yeah, because yeah. if I'm feeling down, they're just my go-to. Here's Adam Buxton one in particular because it was a sponsored one. Oh, it's so good. But um, <laughs> what strikes me about those is they will be really interesting listens over and over again because that was a really it's the reason i wanted to do it i was like we're this is a unique moment in time mm. that we've all just spent a year in our houses and we're all about to come out yeah. and i said the reason i set them up was because all anyone was talking about was the celebration of coming out of lockdown mm. and i was sitting there thinking i'm feeling a bit anxious about it I'm not mad keen on coming out, yeah, well, but it's not really as simple as, oh, we're all free, because the virus hasn't gone. It's not as simple as, yeah. oh, we're all free now. So that was kind of to document... We haven't health. started to process this shit now. Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, okay, the door might be open, but remember what a unique, interesting, odd, fucked-up experience everything we've just yeah. experienced has been. Are we ready to go out into the world having just gone through that communally? Yeah. And also... yeah. Like, well, communally, and also um, we've had to put ourselves in boxes of like, do we believe in, like, do we think the vaccine is good or bad? Do we, do we believe think, this? Do we believe yeah, that? Yeah, do we yeah, think yeah, coronavirus yeah. actually exists? It's, it's like, all this shit. It's like, what the what the hell? Like, what, the, yeah. like, how, I don't even know how to deal with that now. And then you've got politics on top of that. And then you've got racism. Yeah. And then you've got misogyny at every angle. And it's, it's like, that's that's why I feel like this year, I mean, you might have to do another series, man, because I think like yeah. this year I've heard so many people talking about how how like rough a winter they've had, and it's like mm. I, I feel like I've heard more people talking about the how bleak it's been recently than ever before. I mean, I know that there's a lot more there's world traumas, there's all all the, you know violence, everything, and cost of living, and and all that stuff. But mm. yeah, it's. I, mean, I don't know. It it feels like the more one. we talk to each other, the more we realise like, oh yeah, no, there's way more of like stuff to be worried about than we thought. And and it's still affecting everyone. Yeah. And I said, like, just I'm just just b- bits of those episodes are flashing to mind. Number one, the fact that, that Florence Pugh was up for doing it just on a whim mm. when she since we did the first one has become one of the biggest actors in the world yeah. and spoke really openly about losing a friend and 
the Jamali Maddox chat in that one really jumps out because I've never heard Jamali talk kind of about emotions and that that yeah. much, like in a in a serious way, yeah, in a jokey yeah. way, sure. Yeah. And he touched upon some PTSD stuff that caught me off guard. Mm. I was ready for Jamali to be like, "Yeah, it's all a bit weird, but let's let's go in." But mm-hmm. yeah, they were mad, and I think they're really they. Yeah, if you missed them, they deserve a returning toe. But shall we start to wrap things up, mm. buddy? Piece? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'll end up repeating myself and. Like, I think, yeah, we've covered some pretty good stuff. I mean, we should definitely, like, I don't know, we check in another time pretty yeah, soon. 100%, but, um, man. Yeah, like, maybe we can do, well like, a, if we've got a mailbag type episode, if I read you the questions yeah. and then we can... Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be well up for doing a, a mailbag yeah. one. And also, I decided halfway through this, because we didn't, like, do a noticeable break, I'm going to let you decide where the episode splits. <laughs> okay. And also, you're going to do an outro and an intro. Oh, Pip. Oh, Pip. Pip, Pip, Pip You've Pip, never Pip. done this before. It's exciting. This is no of. one's ever done an intro. So I'm gonna I'm gonna intro part one and close part two. <laughs> you and you're gonna decide where the split is. So you can close part one and start part two. You up for that? With with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I accept your challenge. It's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> you say that now. You, you've heard me a million times. I know, but... I can't wait to hear you go, ta-ta, and go, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> this is this is the problem with podcasts, right? So you hear podcasts, they sound easy. Yeah, oh, it's just two people chatting. I was, yep. half an hour before this, like my stomach was like crazy. I was really nervous. Mate, you've, like... n- you've nailed it. And as I said, there's been a fair few people who I've said, oh, I'm getting buddy on for the 500 that have been very excited about it. Because, yeah, it's weird that we do... Like, we talk about the podcast all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because we have to work on it constantly and we're firing things back and forth. So, yeah, I'm glad to have you on record properly. It's just, I'll I'll just say as well, because, like, my thing about it is that, like, my job is to be invisible. I always say this. This is, like, my Mm. sort of slogan. It's like, my job is to be invisible. And if you hear me, it's either intentional or a fuck up. So, like, if I cut somebody off, if if I blend two voices that shouldn't be there... You're yeah, noticing yeah, yeah. then me and my error. But if you don't notice anything and it sounds good, then I've done my job and I can be happy with it. But yeah. that's why I'm not a lead performer in anything because yeah. I, my ego <laughs> wouldn't, again, ego comes up, like my ego wouldn't allow me to do that. I'd have to say, oh, but I should be there. You should notice what I'm doing. And so it's, it's an you interesting position to be in. Well, you're a master of invisibility, but I want <laughs> to let you know right now, buddy, peace. Yeah. I see you. Oh, bless you, Pip. I see you, buddy, peace. And I made proper eye contact there through the screen I didn't to know really what to make do. you uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the beauty of Zoom. I, I, can was look at, I was looking away as I started it, then I was like, no, I'm going I'm to hit him with the eye contact. Uh, he looks into the camera. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> bless you, Pip. Thank you so much, man. Well, thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And here's to 500 more, maybe. I keep saying, like, like people keep asking, am I going to r- r- wrap it up? And I think at some point, you, you know all my careers, at some point I choose to wrap up. But I've got no plans at the moment to call it a day. I hope it's not. I mean, fucking, it's a joy. Yeah, I mean, like, are you, how are you feeling, like, so 500 or so episodes in, like, how would you, how would you feel the trajectory of it and the... And how it, how, what it's done for you personally and people in general, it's in, like what's, where you are. It's interesting, actually, because, again, the, the, we're never going to end this. But um, this <laughs> Last is Last question, man. I'm, not I'm, I'm glad we've got to. No, I'm glad we've got to because all of that changed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was partly because of a message from Jordan, 
Rizieri, who 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 gave the first question, a heartbreak beat. Jordan was doing some writing for us at Pod Bible at the time, and the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, and a lot of companies and organisations were f- fronting mm-hmm. and jumping on board yeah. and saying, "Oh, we care about representation, yeah, yeah. but maybe not delivering." Yeah, remember it well. And Jordan pointed out that with Pod Bible covers, for example. Obviously, the first thing at the front of your mind, and this apply. In fact, I'll forget Pod Bible, and I'll, I'll apply it to distraction pieces. Mm-hmm. When I get Stephen Fry on, I know there's going to be a big spike in listenership, and I know I'm going to get a load more press, and that's going to grow the podcast. When I get, I'm trying to think of an example, or Ramel, as we've talked about yeah. it in the refugee special on, I'm not necessarily going to get loads more listeners. But the way Jordan reframed it was remembering it's not only my job. In fact, it's not my job at all is the way I've kind of reinterpreted Mm. it to grow my platform, but it's to use my platform to its best, you know, reach and outcome and goal and realising all of us have these, all of us look at that what's above us, you know, looks at your off menus or, or, or your shag married annoyeds and know that they get millions more listeners and it makes us... disregard the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands of listeners that we have, mm-hmm. and that that is a platform in and of itself. Yeah. So at that point, I decided to really focus on... I've, I'd, as you know, I've always tried to have a good range of genders, races, sexualities, all this yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I decided at that point that that trumps everything. So it can't just be, oh, are they famous enough? And again, I've had that before in the past where I've been pitched someone and I've been like, look, I think they're interesting. I think it's a bit early in their career. I'd rather talk to them a bit later down the line. Nicole Leckie is a prime example. It was a really good episode. Nicole Leckie was about to have their first series on BBC that they'd written and produced. And the first thing I thought was, "Mm, well, it's early days. Maybe we circle back to this in a year. And they'll have a few more projects and we can talk about it all there. Yeah. But because of what Jordan had said, I went, well, no, they're about to have their first series on the BBC. I need to help them get as many people watching that as yeah, possible. I need to help yeah, that get yeah. as many eyes on it as possible. Rather than go, I'll wait until they're a bit bigger. I like, I want to play a tiny part in helping them get in fucking two more people watching, 200 more people watching, 2,000 more people watching. But it's just a change, it's just a change in, in the way that you're... Not that you're programmed to think, but like we're, we're sort of we're inclined to think on the way that you were thinking about sort of like well, yeah. when they've seen some things, you know, they've been through What's some, they yeah, got some dirt yeah, on them, yeah. then like come back and we can talk about it. But yeah, it's just because they can always come back then as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's not one and done. Florence like, Pugh is the prime example. Yeah. Like had her on at that point, then became a superstar. Yeah. It's now you can come on anytime you want, and we've got that plotted history to, to discuss. Totally. So yeah, it, it just it takes that one sort of like nudge from Jordan to then it's like oh yeah, and it's like you were you were always capable of thinking that, but yeah. sometimes we do, we... and we'd always done that as well yeah. with the smaller names and everything. Yeah. But I guess the the key part when it starts to change is when I ran out of. N- just the people I know, or could or could reach to organically. You know, yeah. when it started to have to rely on people I'm being pitched, I will get pitched ten times as many white males yeah. as I will anything else. Yeah. So it can be really easy to go, well, yeah, I'll have them. That's a big name, rather than go, 
I don't know who this person is, but let's do a little bit of research and see if they are someone. Again, I'll still never have someone that I don't think I'm interested in. I've had some huge names offered that yeah, yeah. just aren't my cup of tea. And I'll go, say go, no. Go through yeah. that list now. <laughs> We're not going into that, but I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's exactly it. It's, yeah. it's, and that's been a change in realisation at that point. And since then, also at some point in 2021, I think, or 2022, you know the Acast app? Yeah, that we used to be able to log into on our phone and check n- n- numbers and listenership. Yeah, 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 they 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 got rid of that. Honestly, I don't know how many listeners we've had for any episode since they got rid of that because I just don't log on and look. Oh, okay, because yeah. again, I think it would sway me. I think it would make it's easy to take you down that route of oh, that got a lot of traction. Mm. I just make the episodes that I think are good and put them out and hope. That that reaches an audience. I think, I think looking at numbers too much can it's like down that way madness lies. Like I, I think it, yeah, it could yeah. sway you in ways that is like unconscious and unintentional, yeah. but it could sway because we tend to look at numbers as like there's the evidence. It's like money stuff. It's like the numbers don't lie. Here's the here yeah. are the numbers. It's cold and yeah. that's it. But this is these are people and these are like these are live mushy people it. episodes yeah. like so i go yeah. completely off who i'm excited to talk to and the success of the podcast is based on how buzzing i am after i've pressed stop on that record yeah and as 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 we've said i messaged a year about it what is now last week's episode with darren garvey was another one that i ended and was like fuck man that's fucking I haven't, this I haven't is why we're yet. still doing yeah, it. I got you, edited. <laughs> you've not got to it yet. I know, I know. It's gonna be a it's 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 a banger, yeah. but yeah. See, I guess that's kind of my journey on the podcast, is that kind of just going from day one, it was meant to be just conversations I enjoy to kind of like trying to hold on to that yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also I was just thinking, well, just quickly, like for instance, Nicole Leckie could have been one of your mates. So you mm. she would have been on as yeah. like episode number two, maybe. So yeah, the difference naturally. is you yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. know that person. So. I just happen to not know that person. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And there's l- loads of early ones. S- Simon Singh is an amazing episode. Mm. And I only had Simon on because I happened to do a gig that had mathematicians and scientists yeah, on as well. Yeah. So it was one of them where it's like, that's the only reason that happened. Yeah. So it's making sure those things, yeah. Now that I'm going to have run out of the just natural, here's people I bumped into, <laughs> just making sure I find those. And yeah. as you say, go, well, that could have been someone I would have been pals with and bumped into and that, and they would have been there back in the yeah, day. So, yeah, and I guess you just sort of, you treat them as somebody you just want to big up as well. Like, And, and, yeah. and yeah, I think that the platform thing is really interesting as well. Like it's to, to think of it in that way is very interesting because I think also some people don't realise the platform they have when they start yeah. talking about certain issues that maybe they shouldn't be talking about. Because we always always look up, and you'll know that from touring days and music and that, there'll be a point where you'd be happy to have had t- two people in the room. And then as soon as you tour with someone and you have 100 people in the room, mm. you're suddenly like, well, I want 1,000 people in the room. <laughs> it's never enough. Like, no, and this, it's dope that you've got that many in oh. the room. And then it starts to anything, any step back, you go back to 50 in a room and it feels like a failure. And it's like, but yeah. previously two was a big win. But now 50 is a failure because you used to get... 200. Do you know what I mean? But in the same way, like, but when you talk about acting and you talk about how psyched you are and grateful to be on a set, it's like, I would, I've always had that with, with music. It's like any, like yeah. any sort of, you know, when I worked with B. Dolan, it's like, 
every yeah. single project, I was like, fucking hell. Like, he's one of my favorite rappers ever. And yeah, I'm working yeah. with him. And I'm never like, yeah, yeah, yeah this, this should have happened. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, this was expected. Yeah. It's like, no, this, this Mate, wasn't determined at all. I'll, this is utterly I'll, mental. I love it. I'll tell you a story on that now, because I'm probably not meant to, to tell it anywhere, but, right, let's go. you know, no one will be listening this nah, far into we're safe, the two-parter. We're safe. I, I did a TV thing end of last year, right? Gr- 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 great expectations. It comes out later in the year. Mm. That that Stephen Knight wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. My role was so small, and I've now seen the bit that I'm in. And you genuinely, <laughs> you watching it, who knows me well, m- might not notice me or recognize oh, wow. my voice because it's so small and so it's brief. A, it's but a speaking part, though. It's a speaking part. I screwed myself out of it because it, originally my character comes in the room and says something, and I'm like, I think he'd just sh- like shout it from the doorway. Because again, I'm always on the artistic point rather than on my yeah. kind of. I want my face that's on screen. Good, I'm like, that's good, that's I think good. he'd shout it from the doorway because it's a guy doing his rounds. Blah yeah. blah blah. But I got in there, had a makeup test, and they were like, "Are you up for like some some prosthetics and stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'm only in one. Like, you know, I'm only in one scene." So what ended up happening was, so we had the test. I had a whole day of doing it beforehand, mm-hmm. but on the day it was three hours to get all my prosthetics on. Wow. And at least ninety minutes to get it all off at the end of oh, the day wow. for the scene that you you will see in Great Expectations and go, why the fuck did you do all that? <laughs> but I was just buzzing the whole time because yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to be here, and you're you're willing to put time in to give me this burnt up face, and we like oh. had to put bald cap on half my head and half my beard because the burns go. It just it was all this mad thing, and I think a lot of people would have gone, nah. F- I, I fuck off, mate. I've got one line. I just want to turn up, do my line, and, and, and go home. I had to get in hours early yeah. and do a whole extra day of doing like the tests on it all to make it all work. Because I mean, it, it's like it's just a buzz to be. When in. else? Yeah. When else is that situation going to happen with yeah. you in it? And yeah. I mean, I'm. And yeah, yeah. Honestly, I had to do ADR for it recently, so I've actually seen the bit that goes out. Uh. And honestly, I barely spotted myself. <laughs> so it's so it's such a waste, but. I don't feel it's the slightest bit of a waste for me, for the experience and for all of it. So yeah, yeah. that's a prime example of that, that that buzz of just, it's not about how big your role is or again, to go back, to come full circle to to the the godparent of of, of the podcast, Dave and Graham. It was Mm. him that gave me the quote. I can't remember who the quote is by, but there's no small roles, there's only small Mm. actors. So my outlook has always been, even if I'm going to be, popping my head in a doorway if they even suggest that they want prosthetics done that they want this done or that done like let's do it all let's put let's give it a hundred percent as if i'm the lead i want to go all in and and make this work can i ask something about that quote and we can honestly we wrap this up really soon i just want to ask so when so when you say small actor Mm -hmm. does that mean what does that mean does that just does that mean meaning attitude wise and and again exactly his point is yeah, there's no small roles, there's only small actors. A small actor mentally will look at a role and go, oh, that's pointless, that's a waste of time, right. or whatever so else. So it means like, no, no. attitude if, of... If, yeah, 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 if you've got a good attitude, if you're excited and you're an actor, any role is exciting and you can find s- 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 something in it. Like, this guy who's on the screen for mere moments, I did a load of prep work beforehand mm. and figured out a bit of backstory and figured out how long he's been at sea. Again, it's why I screwed myself out of some screen time mm. a bit, because... In my mind, he's not he's not mates with this dude he's talking to. He's doing the rounds and he's letting him know. Like, he's someone 
he either works, he kind of works for him. He wouldn't walk in and go, excuse me, mate, by the way, this, this, this. He'd go yeah. out the door and go, basically, we're almost there, mate. Got you. And that was my, the character work I'd done. I was like, that's how it'd go down. Yeah. And it, I said, it's genuinely, it's screwed me out of some screen time. You might not even spot me in the background. So if you there, weren't but, careful, you could have said like, do you think this guy would have even been there? And they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> See you later. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's ex- exactly it. That there's yeah, there's no small roles. There's only small. I guess small-minded actors would be a way of clarifying it a little bit. No, I mean, I, I, I sort of understand. I understand what any it's, role what getting at. I'm you just, can put the time yeah. and the effort in to make this big thing, yeah, regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. of what your screen time is. It's a big role if you if you're if you're that kind of actor yeah, that, yeah, can, yeah. that is willing to go. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, Let's try and figure this character out. Yeah, you know? no, I just wanted to make sure I understood it because, yeah, I remember, yeah, like, yeah. thinking about it and it's kind of like, I, just hearing from somebody who acts, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like yeah. to know, like, what yeah. that means to them. So, yeah, that's yeah. super interesting. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, man, f- 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 500 episodes, baby. Pretty mad, isn't it? 436. <laughs> well, maybe we do a return for your 500th episode, then. Okay. Like you were saying, we need to do this again. Yeah, yeah. We do one specifically for Buddy's 500th episode <laughs> oh, as well. That, that's I'm really well down getting for in that. the weeds. But no, I mean... But, I like but it. The, the thing is, with, with it being 500, is that, like, it, it's the podcast's 500th episode. So that's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. my importance yeah, in it. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever. But, like... And again, it's mad, because it's a lot more than that. Yeah, Because yeah. of all the two-parters, because of all the fucking five-part yeah, drunk casts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many actual hours it is, but... That'd be interesting yeah, it's gonna to, be a lot. to find out. But then also, like, yeah. all the all the unedited hours as well, because that's even more. Like, That'd be insane, yeah. 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 We don't. We never need to find that no, out. No, no, no. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, and I look forward to all that is all that is ahead. Is there anything that you want to promote or plug or shout about? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm always on Bandcamp, which is the place where you can buy all my sort of beat tapes and music and things like that. So I, I make a lot of like hip hop beat based productions. I've been doing that for a long, 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 long time. I am a podcast producer by trade, so uh, Pip Covey Rears. If if you want to hire me for podcast production, um, I'm I'm available. And we, Best uh, producer in the podcast industry, baby. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to argue. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, that, that's very that's very kind, Pip. Yeah, I mean, have a look on my website. It's buddypeace.com. Uh, I mean, I. I produce a bunch i have produced a bunch mainly at the moment like it's pip uh distraction pieces um i produced brett goldstein's podcast films to be buried with which pip linked me up with which i'm infinitely grateful for because that's that's been incredible as well like working with brett his rise has been astounding absolutely insane and he hasn't in my eyes and ears he hasn't changed a bit like when i speak to him it's it's, it's unreal and i also produce a podcast for a company called heckles which is in margate my hometown yeah, so dive in, have a listen, give me a shout, keep in touch. Not so much on Twitter, but Instagram probably is the most immediate place to catch me. Uh, or at your boy. Yeah, or at the beach in Margate somewhere. Not swimming. Easy to find. Yeah, I'm around. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure you, and I'm excited for all that is ahead. Thanks, Pip. Yeah, me too, man. Definitely. Let's do it. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That's episode 500 in two parts. In two parts. 
if you've not looked at it, have a look at the thumbnails because um, it's the big reveal that I keep all of the cutouts I do for every episode. <laughs> Since recording over Zoom to do my Polaroids, I cut out, I print out a photo of the guest, cut it out and blue tack it to a wall in my garden and then take a Polaroid next to it. And the big reveal of these Polaroids is I just grabbed a load of them and put them on the wall behind me to reveal that I've got a, f- a, f- a fat envelope, an Alan Partridge style fat envelope, but it's not got receipts in it. It's, it's full of um, photos or heads, printouts of previous guests' heads. It's really creepy. Um, thank you again. I know there was a lot of thanks, and the, the whole episode is for thanks and reflection. So thank you for listening. If you, you listen till the end... You are particularly, you have the duty to reach out and let me know on socials, on Twitter or Instagram, or come over to to Twitch and have a kind of in-person chat. Yeah, man, it's madness. 500 episodes. Thank you for for coming along with us. And long may it continue. I had a chat with, with Adam Richardson about getting up to 500 episodes over on the pod bible website that's a video chat so you can go and watch that i just got out of the shower and my hair looks a bit shit it was annoying me throughout the whole interview so try and spot at which points i'm just looking at my hair and thinking oh fuck i look shit big love one and all big love to buddy peace who has just given the first ever intro out of 500 episodes that isn't done by me Big moments, man. Big moments. Um, I'll be back next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. History has proven this. So until then, stay safe, stay sane, and thank you. Ta-ta.